Wherever you are around the world today, it's great you can be here with us. Well, Lent begins next week on Ash Wednesday. For various reasons, I had uh, cause to go back and to read the emails and the messages that we received, that I received last year during Lent. To be honest with you, we receive messages and comments from people all the time and emails about how they connected with us at Lent and have remained so ever since. One caught my eye of someone who wrote this. Bruce, I'm so glad that I've joined your Lenten program. I'm a lapsed Catholic, but my God is still a big part of my life. He has given me life with all of its ups and downs. I'm so grateful that God still wants to know me. I'm so grateful that God still wants to know me. You know, for many of us who have sons and daughters, husbands and wives, friends, many of them maybe who are in some ways disconnected from God, maybe in some ways disconnected from church, people still know that God loves them and they're trying to figure out how to fit God into their life. Lent is an amazing time for you and for me to go deeper and for us to reach out to others. Would you send this link to others so that they can join us for this Lenten journey and who knows what God might do during that time? Well, we are in this series called Walking Deeper. I have particularly loved this series because it has challenged me in my relationship with God, in my walk with God, to ask the question, am I walking deeper? To ask the question, am I walking in a, in a more devout, uh, dedicated, committed way with God? Because it's so easy when you're doing the church thing all the time to just fall into routine. And have you, have you noticed that sometimes God's agenda and our agenda is different? Sometimes what God wants for us is different than what we want for ourselves. And going deeper means that we have to transform to say, God, I want ultimately your will. Easy to say, harder to do. Have a look at this from Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 17. One day while he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. But they had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of God was with him to heal. Just then some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. When he saw their faith, he said, friends, your sins are forgiven you. Here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. This is something that I find very challenging for my prayer. And I'm going to encourage you in your prayer today in this direction. Uh, here is Jesus. He, it says he has, he has been blessed and, and the, the power of the Lord is upon him and he's healing many. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, these religious police, we might say, these people who want to say, no, this is the way it's meant to be done and not that way. They're sitting there observing. And, and some men bring a paralyzed man, but because the crowds followed Jesus, another, another uh, gospel that tells this story says the crowds were so great, they climbed on the roof. They opened the roof, which was made out of uh, wood and uh, and manure and mud and that's how they often their roofs were made and they pull it apart and they lower this crippled man in and what they want think about it what they want for this man is healing what they want for him is that his crippled body would be made straight 
that he would be able to be healed. That's what they want. But what does Jesus say to them? Have a look at it again. Scott, if we, we'll, we'll go from verse 18. Just then some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. Highlight that, please, Scott. Friend, your sins are forgiven you. Think about this. What they want is healing. But what Jesus says to them, when seeing their faith, he said, Friends, your, friend, your sins are forgiven you. When he saw their faith, he says to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Now, there's a whole number of things happening here. Is, is that here's, here are these men who come along and they want healing, but Jesus sees their faith. He gives forgiveness. And, and, and if we understand this, we understand that Jesus' main priority through all of his walking on the earth and establishing the kingdom was to bring forgiveness of humanity and to bring restoration, to do away with original sin and to restore, to give access. Forgiveness was so central to Jesus' ministry. And so more than, than, than uh, they wanting healing, Jesus wanted them to be restored to relationship with, with the Father. That was his priority. And, 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 and so often when we pray, we, we seek God and we ask God to do this and to do that and to do this. Sometimes for us, we have to stop and say, God, but, but what is your priority for me? What is your priority for this circumstance? What is your priority uh, in, in, this, in this occurrence? See, sometimes God allows the difficulty, the struggle, the individual paths that we all walk as maybe the only way that he would be able to draw us to him. Scripture tells us over and over that the struggles, the difficulties that we often face are the things that God uses to grow us and to draw us to him. And so Jesus's priority is different to ours. And so when we come to God with our needs, we have to start praying, God, I want your way. I want what you want more than I want my way. And while we know that, it's, it's imperative to begin to live that through our prayer. Lord, your will, your way. What do you want in this situation? I know what I would like, but what's your priority in this circumstance? A secondary thing we see in this is, have a look at it again, Scott, if you put verse 20 up. When he saw their faith, he said, friends, your sins are forgiven you. Friend, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, whose faith? The men who lowered him down. The men who lowered him down. When he, when he saw your faith, he then turns to the man and says, your sins are forgiven. In other words, you and I have a role to play in, in other people experiencing the forgiveness and the love and the central message of God. It's our faith. So every day when you're praying for your children, when you're praying for your husband or your wife, for your friends, when you're praying for them, your faith, your faith is having an effect upon that person, whether you see it or not. God's ways are different to our ways. And so I want to encourage you today. Why don't you hold up every member of your family today, every person that you are concerned for today and allow your faith as you come before God and say, God, your perfect will in their life.
your faith have a, have, have a work in their life. And because of your faith, because of your faith, uh, they will experience God's blessing in mysterious ways, sometimes that we don't understand. Allow, exercise your faith today through your prayer. And then maybe, maybe for some of you who are estranged from family members, maybe today pick up the phone and talk to that son, that daughter, send them an email, a husband, a wife, someone that you're struggling with. Why don't you just send them a message to tell them that you love them? You're praying for them maybe if you can say that. Allow your faith to have have a bearing upon them because God will see your faith and it blesses the other person. It's an amazing passage of scripture uh, for our prayer today. Loving Father, I thank you today that you're with us. I pray, Lord God, that you would allow us to experience and encounter you more deeply today. Allow us to exercise our faith knowing that it affects others. Allow us to realize that your main plan, your main deal is that we would come to know your forgiveness. In other words, we would know the fullness of relationship with you. Father, bless us today. Bless all that we are doing today. May we carry you with us and we grow in a sense of your will in our life. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. I can feel a major message coming on with that because it's such a fabulous passage. That might have to be my Sunday message in the next few days. Hey, God bless you. Uh, See you again. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.